holy, holy, holy. And your cup was supremely intoxicating. fresh crushing of the blood of the grape in every cell of your body to produce new life. The pressure of coal becoming diamond at a cellular and atomic level in your very eternal structure. Thank you for changing us, rearranging us, <laughs> from our fallen derangement syndrome. <laughs> you are so good to us, Father. Thank you for fathering us. We choose to not let anything in the world father us except the Holy Spirit. Fathered by fire, Fathered by cloud. Fathered by pillar. Fathered by a living, breathing mountain of Zion. We worship you, magnificent Father. Let us dwell in your holiness, of your presence in a new and fresh way here tonight. Let our bones absorb your glory. Let our eyes absorb your glory. Let our hearts be changed in the glory. The very structure of our heart be changed. We pray, Father, you would heal our hearts to the same type of heart that is in your Son, Jesus Christ, and that out of our hearts would flow the exact same river of life through all the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Welcome. Bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone coming in, receive fresh oil. Psalm says that he anoints my head with fresh oil each and every day. If we don't get that fresh oil, we will always go astray. And we've gone astray many times, so we learn to be, get, to be dependent on the oil. Ha 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 ha. It's good. 
and the oil settles down the mind of our own madness, of our own attempts to do works, to advance God's kingdom, all our good ideas, all our plans, all of our activities come out of the brain and are crucified by the fresh oil. That's what keeps you from madness, people. That's what keeps you from the fallen angel's kingdom of spiritual Egypt. The only one thing. What is Goshen? A fly-free zone. A city where there was no flies that they could have refuge for the Israelites while they are in captivity. They called it the city of Goshen. And there was a place where there was no flies. How do you come to the place where there is no flies influencing your head? It's the place of fresh oil. It's a place where your heart and mind are trained and discipled how to receive oil from the angels. Do you realize Jesus was dependent on angels? Scripture teaches it. Do you realize your salvation is dependent on the holy angels? It says that Hebrews 1. That's the only way you inherit salvation. So how are you inheriting salvation from the angels? By learning how to receive and depend on the oil that they bring. When you're younger in the Lord, you don't even know how to produce oil. You don't even know what the oil is. It's in the invisible world. It's in the angelic kingdom of heaven. And so we're locked very much with our natural senses outside of those realms. And as you receive the oil, it brings your senses into the realms of Zion's glory, into the kingdom of heaven. And that's what makes you Christians or anointed ones. The word anointing means oil. <laughs> it's the oil of God, the oil of heaven, the healing balm of Gilead. That oil is what differentiates you from the dead. The realm of the dead is symbolized by Egypt or by the flies. Even the flies praise their creator as we saw in RLM Facebook today. Hallelujah interviewing the fly that landed on Joe Biden's head and he said I just want to take this opportunity to acknowledge my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a little microphone up to a little fly it's like man that's cool hallelujah let all creation sing his praises amen ha 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 don't give the fly a bad rap <laughs> glory Thank you, Jesus. It's all about the supernatural oil. Oftentimes our minds are really clogged up with false prophetics. They give us negative judgments of things. That's not true prophetics. See, the oil is what's renewing your mind to love as a throne of light with no darkness at all. What does that mean? No negativity about anything at all. Oh, what about the occult? Isn't it negative? 
What about the Democrats and the Freemasons? Isn't that negative? Do you understand that the judgment of the light of his throne is what washes away the darkness that's in the world? You just can't have that darkness in you. And so when you come into the knowledge of good and evil or the knowledge of evil, you actually cut yourself off from grace by taking upon your own brain and your own cells of a natural being to try to fix the problem. And that's how Satan tempts you after you're born again is try to be a, a natural fix to a spiritual problem. And everyone takes the bait. A lot of people just go that direction their whole Christian lives after they're born again. We need to come out of that. We need to come into light in a much, much greater way. Otherwise, we'll never make a dent in darkness because darkness's temptation is for you to try to fix the problem with your activity. Now, light will carry you. The river of life will carry your bodies. And the river of light will do activities through your surrendered blood vessels, through your surrendered flesh. But it won't be you doing the works. It'll be the Father in you who does the works, like Jesus Christ, firstborn amongst many. Firstborn amongst many who have yielded to a different person that is not at all themselves. That's the growing in faith. Yielding to the Holy Spirit that is the very person of God the Father on earth. Was it God the Father doing the works through Jesus? Yes, through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. Will God the Father do the same works, even greater works, because He ascended to the Father? What are some of the greater works? Everything that Jesus left you to do down here on earth that's not accomplished. Psalms 139, I prepared works for you to do before the cre creation of the world. Are they not all written in my book? Don't you want to fulfill the book, which is your destiny? How many of y'all know it's only done by the Father through your spirit torching your heart? Charismatic Christianity needs the revelation of how to fulfill the book. How to do the Father's works through your spirit. Most charismatic Christians don't even know where their spirit is, and so you'll never do a spiritual work your whole life. It's in your belly. It's called your womb, innermost being, John 7:38. Greek word womb. The womb of the dawn, it's called in Psalms. What dawn? God's light dawning out of your darkness. Out of my darkness dawns God's light, birthing the divine child. It's called salvation. Birthing heaven through earthen vessels and jars of clay that have understanding of the new covenant temple. Not the old covenant temple. That's not going to help you at all. It's going to totally distract your life. And being led by the Spirit is the will of God for your life. So people are like, well, do I just don't do this? It's not about do's and don'ts. <laughs> you might be a missionary to a building made by human hands. <laughs> you might be sent there by the Spirit. It's not about do's and don'ts. It's a big earth. There's a lot of stuff down here. 
can your body and your brain be controlled by the Holy Ghost? More. So much so that you have a different person, just like we see demon possession. Whoa, totally out of control. You need to be more possessed than the demon possessed on God. Are you? See, God doesn't force his possession like demons do. We've all dealt with demon possession, every single one of you. Some of you are demon possessed right now. How do you get the demons out? They're in the blood. You have the wisdom of understanding the river Nile and the Jordan washing the Nile out of your blood. It's a changing of your blood. How? By the word of God written on your heart, the demons will be burnt out of your blood. A demon spirit requires human blood to operate through human flesh. Change your blood, change your demon possession. Here comes the light of the world. What did he do? He burned his light through the blood of the Gadarene demoniac, and he was no longer a Gadarene demoniac. He was the Gadarene evangelist, and the Bible says he went and saved 10 cities right after that. Bam. 6,000 demons driven out of human blood into swine's blood instantly because of the power of the blood of Jesus that was so fiery hot with God the Father that demons would scream out everywhere the Lord Jesus' blood was carried by his bones. You understand that? That's what the Holy Ghost wants to do with you. What's God's will for my life? To turn you into a Jesus Christ. Oh, there's only... Listen, man. First born amongst many. Many, 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 many. Many sons and daughters of glory whose blood drives hell crazy. Whose blood drives hell into swine. And we'll even save the swine because we love bacon. What we're going to do with it is put it in the bottomless pit. Saul of Tarsus became the Apostle Paul through fire in his blood. Scales were burnt off his physical eyes because of the fire of the Holy Ghost imparted into his heart. His entire physical makeup changed by an encounter with a ball of fire named Jesus Christ, the bright morning star in Acts chapter 9. That same man who was changed by fire in his blood <clears throat> was sent to an island and started a fire and out of the fire a snake came and latched itself onto his hand and they said this man is a murderer for even though he's been saved from the storm <laughs> a poisonous snake has bitten him so you deal with the judgment first of those that are not in the fire right Every single one of you deals with negative, unrighteous judgment, and some of you are still practicing it. Stop. It means that your brain is not in the fire yet. So they misunderstood, gave inaccurate advice, totally wrong about everything they thought and said in their entire souls. And then the demonstration of the fire brought the snake out and shook the snake off. And God showed me that same fire will enkindle inside your hearts and will shake 
the serpent in the garden off the entire planet earth just like Paul shook the snake off his hand you're the hand of God on earth you're the body of Christ this is God's hand lift your hand up and understand this is the spout where the fire of God comes out your hands are flamethrowers your eyes are flames of flashing fire revelation 1 why because those are the eyes of Christ your forehead is the forehead of Christ your eyebrows your chin your facial hair ladies is the facial hair of Jesus Christ <laughs> your shoulders are the shoulders of Christ <laughs> your feet are the feet of Christ your bones are the bones of Christ and all together you are learning how to minister God the Father which is the fire through your physical bodies becoming the temples of the Holy Spirit the new covenant hasn't been manifest through human flesh yet it hasn't the old covenant was easy you saw the old covenant fulfilled all they took was priests to kill 3,000 animals and the old co covenant filled the temple with glory but it was just in a little tiny nation and one little section of the earth as a type and shadow for your future understanding and wisdom of what God the Father was going to do in the new covenant the new covenant hasn't been manifest yet because it will come when the earth is completely on fire through your hearts and that's what God the Father is excited to do he's just looking for people who will offer their souls as living sacrifices in living fire and not be ashamed to let all those snakes come out of their blood not be ashamed to let their frogs and their crocodiles burn one thing the fire of God does is it makes you look bad doesn't it here comes the chief apostle first thing he does in a new territory total embarrassment the natural realm will embarrass you if you're an apostolic bride the natural realm will make you look like the murderer didn't it this man is a murderer the fire of God because their minds weren't in it made him the bad guy the murderer just through natural circumstances living in a fallen planetary system you growing in the glory of God makes you look like the bad guy to those who are not in the fire that's not gonna change people that's why people don't grow in the fire because you become the problem in their eyes that's why Christians are martyred and not celebrated because the substance you bring out of heaven to those in darkness looks like murder this man is a murderer they said <laughs> so until the fire of God is strong enough to consume the planet you will always be the bad guy you're not going to be applauded you're not going to be celebrated you'll be gossiped about you'll be slandered if they called the master a false teacher Matthew chapter 5 if they called the master a cult leader and they did many times and they called the master a false prophet and they called the master a false Christ and a false Messiah Jesus wasn't honored 
Jesus was dishonored. You understand that? And those who walk in his fire are not honored. They're dishonored. If they dishonored him, they will dishonor you. And what does the scriptures say? The apostles got it because they were bringing heaven to earth. And when they were dishonored, beaten, and jailed, they rejoiced that they suffered for the Messiah. They rejoiced that they could be identified in the sufferings of Christ, Acts proclaims. The part of us that still desires the praises and acceptance of men is the fallen angel part of you. The orphan, still in your blood, still in your brain, still in your heart, because you haven't been burnt in the fire of adoption. What is the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba? Abba, first of all, Abba is fire. Deuteronomy 4.24. Abba is fire. What is Deuteronomy 4.24? It says Abba is fire. A jealous fire. So if you cry Abba, Father, that means that the seven torches of the spirit of adoption, you understand in Roman times, the spirit of adoption to be adopted, you needed seven signatures. You needed seven signatures in order to be adopted in the Roman kingdom. So the spirit of adoption implies that now the seven spirits of God are burning in your heart. And you can cry, fire, father of fire, which is father of glory. Why? Because your heart now has fire in it. Their hearts don't, their minds don't, they're not adopted. They're attacking you because the fire is adopting you into the father of fire, into the devouring fire, into the man of fire. God the Father is a man of fire. Oh, he is. And you are his offspring when you're burning. Most important thing is the fire of God. It's the fire of salvation. <laughs> it becomes very easy to recognize areas in our life where there's demonic influence, where there's still the self-nature working. We hide behind wounds. One of the main strategies of the demons is to wound you so you don't let the fire in. That person hurt me. The truth is that Humanity has been gang-raped by fallen angels for 6,000 years. There's not an area in humanity's soul that isn't wounded. The issue is, can you let the fire end to heal the wounds? Some are more healthy than others, but I tell you what, I'm only staying healthy if I'm staying on fire. <laughs> if I let that fire diminish, I get seven times more wounded, seven times more raped in my soul by devils, by sin, by wickedness, by temptation, it will seize areas we're not on fire. You understand that a, a flying bird called a foul bird or a flying demon with wings cannot land on a tree that's on fire. They only land on dead trees. Their feet would melt off. The only protection of the armor of God that exists in reality is the measure of the flame of Yahweh, the word of God ignited in your blood to protect you from the evil one. What is the hedge of protection? 
The wall of fire. What are the walls of the new Jerusalem? Fire. What are the stones of its foundations? Fire. What is heaven? When Enoch ascended through ice, which is the fallen angel's kingdom, he went into the realms of glory, which he called fire. And he saw the great glory seated on the throne. What was heaven in Enoch's eyes? Only fire. What was hell in Enoch's eyes? Only ice. Hell is ice. Hell's the place where you reject fire. Now, hell has its own counterfeit fire, which is stolen fragments from the stars. Beware that the light or the fire in you is not actually darkness or strange fire. The sons of Aaron, Leviticus chapter 10, offered to the ark strange, unauthorized fire. There are two fires in the garden. One from Satan, one from Jesus Christ. And honestly, in ministry, the majority of Christian works are not God's fire. The majority of Christian works are Satan's fire. Strange fire. Dead works. Being seen by others. Here's the stuff I'm doing. If you're doing it, it's strange fire. If a human being is doing it, it is satanic, false Christian, Jezebelic, prideful activity that will feed the ego instead of feed the Father. You can always tell when you're walking close to the Father if their activity is the immaturity of strange fire. Does nothing to comfort the Father. Does nothing to pleasure the Father. It grieves the Father. It's wearisome. It's, <laughs> it's immaturity. Strange fire. It's demonic fire. It's religious activity. It's literally witchcraft of Galatians 3.1 pretending to be God. That's why Christians get offended. You've been in the charismatic church 20 years and still whole entire sections of the realm of fire called heaven offend you because the majority of your activity has been in the strange fire of the sons of Aaron. I tell you the truth. You could call the sons of Aaron Janes and Jambres because that was the demon spirits working in them sorcery instead of righteousness. Janes and Jambres are mentioned in Timothy when the Apostle Paul is counseling his young apostle who's pastoring 10,000 of his people. He says, what you're coming up against is the sin and sorcery of Janes and Jambres. These were the magicians of Egypt who brought the counterfeits of God. They had false staffs, didn't they? They were false pastors. They had false fire. They had false kingdoms. They had false realms. They even had lying and deceiving signs, miracles, and wonders. So if Jesus says to the Janes and Jambres, true cults, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, which is rebellion, I didn't know you, but Lord, but Lord, the problem is amongst those is they practiced religious sorcery. 
instead of the true fire that is under God the Father's control alone. If you're honest with yourself and there's humility in you, you know there's still a measure of Jannies and Jambres working in you. Ideas, activities, are all temptations that appear as good works, that you're quick to jump into activity that you think would advance the kingdom. It's always immaturity because you want to have at least three or four confirming signs and wonders before you make big decisions in life. And the Father will grant that because you're in a system, in a system that's melting away of potent sorcery, which is great deception, Babylon the Great. Meaning unless I know for certain it is authorized, there's not one chance in heaven I will lift a finger to obey. There is a holiness and a certain kind of stubbornness that you refuse works that are unauthorized. That is true maturity. There is a true maturity of rejecting strange fire. And you have the majority of immature that promote strange fire. It's honestly the most common thing in Christianity. Evangelical Christianity, charismatic Christianity, even glory Christianity. It's unauthorized activity. We have yet to really yield to let the Father be the worker. You know that? It's true even in RLM. It's true amongst the most mature Christians on the planet. It is true. It's very, very healthy to be accurate of your true maturity. <laughs> that we don't know what it even is to yield and let the Father be the worker. We haven't entered that level of rest and maturity, but we will as we continue to burn the animal. The animal wants to get off the altar and perform religious duty. Maybe my blood can do something. What do you think Isaiah 66 swine blood is? It's the River Nile performing Christianity. It's human blood instead of divine blood of Jesus performing Christianity. Is not our righteousness as filthy rags? And this isn't beat yourself up. This is burn yourself up. This is being built up in the fire of God, which is love and faith. To the immature, the destruction of their strange fire is the destruction of their Christianity. So of course they're offended. How dare you? What am I even going to do now? You know, your whole world is burning. Good. That's how you enter the kingdom of heaven, people. Do you understand that unless your whole wor world is torched, arsoned, and completely melted, what is the sacking of Jerusalem in 70 AD, but God helping humanity enter the new Jerusalem? by his sovereignty. That is not a bad thing. The diaspora was not a bad thing. It was a nudge in the direction of the works of God. Guys, we're moving on. At first I will send the fishers. If you reject the fishers, I will send the hunters, declares the Lord. 
40 years, 50 years of teaching and preaching, and there's still no budging repentance? How many of y'all know God's word will be accomplished by force if it's rejected in gentleness? He at first gives you an opportunity, but God is the sovereign king of the universe. And with Jesus and with sons and daughters here, he is enforcing his will upon the planet. And the ones that reject his will will just become prisoners of love. You understand the imprisonment of the fallen angels. You understand the imprisonment of darkness. It's a very easy thing for a fallen mind to imagine. But can you understand the imprisonment of God the Father? That's nearly impossible for an unrenewed mind to imagine. Those concepts seem conflicting. But in a world where the sovereign throne of the bright morning star is rising inside surrendered hearts, that throne does have prisons has realms, as prisons, it has walls guarded heavily with goodness, grace, and power. Authority beyond imagination. Authority beyond the President of the United States, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. Authority beyond all the generals of all the military branches of all the nations of the world. There is an authority coming through your heart beyond understanding. The authority of God. Apostolic authority is what it's called. It scares people because we've been subject to so much abuse of authority because that's all human activity. It's strange fire. It's jannies and jambres. The authority of God only brings peace called the government of Jesus Christ. Of the increase of his government, rulership, authority, power, dominion, might, wisdom, glory, honor, and riches, there shall be no end. And what's amazing is he shares his government with hearts through fire. It's not just the gift planted in you and now you're something. You'll be an abuser. You'll hurt people. And pride does lead pride astray. You know that's a good thing? You know that all things work together for good for those who love, for those who are called according to the Father's purposes. Do you understand that even folly and madness, pastor, what is, what is folly madness? Pride and lust. Even pride and lust, pastor, pride and lust. There's a shepherding. There's a shepherding, a corralling, birds of a feather flock together, which are different types of spirits. Everyone's continuously influenced by pride and lust spirits. It's all the sins in the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life that you overcome to have eternal life in your flesh and to never age and die. So you're dealing with all of that all the time in all humanity, in all the air, in all the thoughts, in all the bloodstream, every word, every image, every vision that influences your souls is confronting thousands and thousands of spirits trying to program you continuously. 
And so those spirits, and even though the young Christians have a tremendous amount of evil spirits influencing it, there's a pastoring of evil spirits. God is sovereign over the whole mess and there's nothing to worry about. God loves the days of small beginnings where everything in us is darkness except his mustard seed. It is so wonderful. It is so glorious to have the divine DNA the size of a pin needle inside of sinful flesh that it causes the angels to marvel how God's divinity can live inside human, fallen, sinful flesh. Wow, it's a wonder to the angels. Do you understand that his perfect divinity, his perfect DNA, his spirit came into you? And if that part of you grows, if you can keep your eyes on that part of you, the pin needle, that's the eye of the needle. What is the eye of the needle? Can you keep your mind on the mustard seed? Everything else is garbage. All the soil is rotten and poisoned, but the seed will cleanse the soil and the seed will cleanse the blood and the seed will cleanse the air. It'll sprout and change you from the inside out. See, salvation is given in such pathetic form because God is a master of humility. Remember, he came in the manger and not the mansion. <laughs> salvation comes in the dirt, in the depths of human excrement, in a urine-filled stall of animals representing his divinity placed inside your belly. Amongst, amongst miles of organs. It just, you know, it's human excrement down there. He's not even asking you to get a high colonic or an enema. He just come right in with all the poop of the animal. It's the manger. It's the mustard seed. It's your impregnation of the divine sperma of God, First John says. <laughs> and that's accurate. And that's true. And you can keep your brain on Christ in you. And you don't have to look at all the manure literally flowing around the divine sperm, the divine seed, the divine DNA. Just aren't you bothered by living in our sewer system, Lord Jesus? Not at all. Why? Because he cleans it up as it grows up. And remember, trees need fertilizer what you deem negativity in your life is actually fertilizer for the tree of life's growth the things that you are hard on yourself about in your life beating yourself up i'm imperfect those imperfections are food for the root system of the tree of life it's looking for the manure in your belly It'll grow into your intestines. It will grow into your organs. It will eat your flesh. It will drink your blood. The tree of life feeds on it, lives on it. That's what the blood of Jesus purchased. The seed of God to come inside human bodies 
and devour everything. He's not devouring the good stuff, only he is good. He's only devouring the bad stuff. How could Luke 7.47 be true if it weren't that his seed eats your manure pile, which is everything in you, through you, and around you, is total manure fertilizer. This is wonderful fertilizer. So the planet in all of its complete and total decadence and all of its total depravity, all of its complete and total worthlessness is worthwhile for the roots to feast on its fertilizer. You need to understand how the father's a master gardener that all those things work for good. Enemy sows a seed. Listen, what do you think those tares are bound in bundles to be burned for? Goes back into the soil. That is wonderful. You understand when you burn tares, those ashes go into the ground and fuel the root systems of the wheat. We say, oh, that's the end of the age when the tares are bound in bundles to be burned. My wicked spouse is going to hell. Most of you thought that. <laughs> At some point or another, you thought it was the human being around you that was going to burn in a fiery hell. It's the tares in your own soil that become the fertilizer for your own wheat as you learn to become master gardeners of divine agape love. And that little hate, that little self-righteousness, which is your own tears, the own planks and specks in your own eyes, becomes the manure to grow the divine in you. And it's a beautiful thing. That's how our pride is progressively consumed and used as fertilizer for the tree of life's humility. Mm growing in you and me in perfect unity and then the seven eyes will see through the glory of your burnt manure pile our problem is is the demons tempt us to not allow fertilizer to be fertilizer that ain't fertilizer that's good seed Man, I spent hundred grand in Bible college for all that seed. And he says, manure, take that scroll, that BS on your wall, and put it right into the roots of the tree of life. And it can be useful, but only in fire. Did you know that the roots of David are already in your bellies? They're just looking for food. And what's amazing about God's tree, if it's not fed, it just kind of goes into a deep sleep, like winter for trees. The tree doesn't die. Tree of life is a tree of life. It can't die. It just goes into a dormant sleep until the nutrients are produced again, or you repent, come out of the pig trough or the dog's vomit, and go back into feasting on revelation of truth <laughs> the children's bread we want children's bread to become bread of adulthood spiritual adulthood it's true yeah you'll always be children but some of you be like 
Jesus, kings, more mature than the natural kings, more wise than the natural kings, infants in Christ, even though they're little princes and princesses, have no governmental authority at all, literally zero. <laughs> you have it in theory and theology, but not actual working power, which means you don't have angel armies. When you start to assemble armies, it's when the Father starts to grow up in your soul. Amen. You know, the Father's armies are not shared with you. I need 12 legions of armies. Never get it. You'll never get it in 10 million years. You won't. You actually won't get anything. The whole inheritance belongs to Jesus. You, zero. So the temptation of the demon it says you get an inheritance. You don't get an inheritance. You don't get anything. You don't. Jesus gets it. Jesus gets everything. I will ask my father and he will immediately send more than 12 legions of angels, Jesus Christ said to Pontius Pilate. So, is Jesus in you mature enough to talk to his Father through your heart and brain burnt up out of your self-nature? Are you possessed more by Jesus than the Gadarene, the demoniac? Do you understand that? Are you possessed enough to let the high priest wear your skin like a shirt? Oh yeah, like Buffalo Bill, huh? Silence of the Lambs. Nope, the speaking of the lambs, because now Jesus Christ is literally going to wear your skins. Isn't that interesting? The curse of the fall is we had to put on external garments. The resurrection is the life is he puts on you. Have you yielded your skin to God to be that possessed? No, you haven't. You haven't, but you're learning through severities. The intoxication of severities to burn out everything under your skin. I want to know nothing amongst you except Christ and Him crucified, the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthians. He's like, I'm not interested in anything under your skin. Not interested in what's behind your eyes. You don't love me, Paul. And that, you know, that's what they say. No, nope, but that's true love. The fire of Jesus. God is love. Man is not love. Everything under your skin is incapable of love. Can't love. Religion and the demons tempt you to try to love and they'll waste your life. That's the strange fire. That's the Janes and Jambres deception that's everywhere. That's mostly what churches teach and preach is Janes and Jambres. Not Father God fire. It's true. Otherwise, you wouldn't have 100,000 denominations. You'd have just one church of the firstborn. One church of Jesus' fire. And then the tent of meeting becomes all of our skin because we're possessed by the same man, the man of fire on the mountain. And he takes our skins up the mountain and wears us as his body. That's what's going to happen. That's what unity of the brethren actually is. When your opinions and pride are completely gone and stay gone forever. So, P 
people come in and out of the body because they come in and out of the fire can you come in and are you kidding me have you ever seen consistency consistency in the fire is one of the rarest things I've ever seen in ministry people are up and down roller coaster rides it's why because you are going in and out of the fire which is in and out of Christ <gasps> yeah you're going you're taking your heart your brain your brain right here your mind has to stay in the fire has to stay burning until it turns white was that's a fiery coal <laughs> when the brain turns white that means that the person is consistent for the first time in their life which is a true overcomer and has a new name written on the white stone that they've allowed the full process of the fire to work under their skin you can always tell these ones by their consistency their fruit production they don't have bad seasons where they're like oh sorry famine hit no fruit this season stopped loving it's not possible you have to get out of the fire altogether stop doing the works of Christ and start doing the works of self and then you have no fruit that season famine hit no you just came out of the fire see the fruit production in the gardening of the Garden of Eden doesn't have bad seasons you understand heaven's weather is perfect heaven's water heaven's light heaven's seed it's all perfect your issue is you haven't yielded to the gardener <laughs> that's why some seasons of the crop failure you know that the natural realm is a mere reflection of the spirit realm when the bride of Christ gets consistent in the fire and becomes the high priestly bride of the top of the mountain where the Garden of Eden is then you'll have consistency in all the natural realm of the earth and all the weather oh yeah all the weather too all the storms of the earth all the clouds of the sky all of the rain and the water of the sea and the rivers and the springs every aspect of creation and the entire earth will be perfected when you are perfected on the top of Mount Zion when you become gardeners of the garden of God when you learn how to stay in the fire works of Eden working amongst seed letting it consume manure letting it devour the darkness and the blackness in your soul and you like it you love it and you fall in love with the father's ways we love your ways he says my ways are higher than your ways whoa so the resurrection lifts us up into his ways and so we begin to experience his ways by letting them eat parts of our ways you realize you can't rise from the dead unless you change your ways <laughs> we have a cap over our head saying I'm only gonna change this much that's your reach in God that's your current level of reward in God if you cannot stay open-minded there's no chance you will descend into a higher way of God 
your own pride is your cap and head covering and so the greater your glory by the greater your humility you'll quickly bring people to their caps in Christian growth everyone I've ever known for 15 years of ministry I've brought to the level of growth where they say no to God and they cap out that's called going around the mountain take another lap and what does that do it deteriorates the pride of their head covering right here in the brain you come up against a bull you come up against the horns of Bashan the horns of Satan these demon creatures with horns that influence your mind that say that's as far as I'm willing to sacrifice the beast nature the mark of the beast in my forehead and the animal of the natural realm of flesh and blood and I'm not gonna pull down the stronghold and give it to Christ I'm gonna submit to that demonic altar and you go around the mountain and you serve at an altar of demons for that season and many of you are still learning those lessons and you always learn those lessons the hard way that's why lessons take so long for us in seasons of our life people want acceleration but then we're like can I pull down the bowl that I'm serving at, at the external demonic altar? And they're like, no, not that. Anything but that. I'm not going to get real. I'm just going to fake it and do some false spirituality and fake everyone else out that you're a mature Christian except God the Father. And that's why it takes us years to ascend. And it's not a quick work because all the works of Christ are continuously confronting our fallen pride so the only way to grow up like a tender shoot is perfect humility open-minded not so open-minded that your brain falls out because you're transformed by the renewing of your mind not the removing of your mind your brain is the superconductor of your blood <laughs> it's the voicing and the magnification amplification of what's in your heart into the earth in the natural realm so it's an important part of God's creation it's it's not something you get brain dead just kill it kill it that's madness God created Adam and Eve perfectly and they had brains you just don't understand yet what the function of the brain is we have to work in the heart first and then the brain and then the bones and it's in that order that the soul or the flesh is perfected in glory and so the brain is incredibly important for the magnification of all the works in your heart and blood the energy that's coming off of your brain right now that's sending signals out of electromagnetic energy into a field or an atmosphere that you are creating is coming out of your blood which is the carrier of your belief systems in your heart right now the blood is a carrier of the words written on the tablet of your heart and my tablet can have all kinds of words from mommy and daddy fallen words belief systems religious words political words all of the opinions that I learned in school all of that gets written on your heart so you have to disregard and shred and that's what the fire of God does it's called book of Acts burning the witchcraft scrolls Woo, these were valuable scrolls people they say it was worth like six and a half million dollars do you understand that Amplified Classic says that they brought all their witchcraft scrolls after Paul preached to them and they burned them in the fire and Luke the physician tells us that the vast amount of that wealth of scrolls 
that they are willing to sacrifice. You know, that's called sacrificing your education, sacrificing your doctorate in divinity. <laughs> doctorate in divinity, if you go to a really, really good school like Fuller or something, or you can get it at Yale or Harvard, it'll cost you like $250,000. How many of y'all know that's called sacrificing a witchcraft scroll to the fire of God's true divine intelligence. The Apostle Paul said, I counted all my formal education as a Pharisee, and he uses the word as a manure pile. There we go, back to the fertilizer. Not that it was completely worthless, but it became manure to burn for the fertilizer of the true intelligence of the seven spirits of God, which is the Father's soul, also known as wisdom building her seven pillars where right here in your spirit through your spirit god is spirit he only go and move through you through your spirit and then through your spirit gets into your heart and blood and that's when it gets fun Woo! understanding the new covenant temple the holy of holies is a gate right in your bellies Holy Holies out, ain't out there somewhere. The Holy Holies certainly not in any building. You're the building of the Holy Holies. The Holy of Holies is your first love gate right here in your spirit. Right there. Holy Ghost Shaka. Hey, I love you, Jesus. Have a drink of the Holy Holies. Let your mind realize the Holy of Holies. Colossians 1.27 Of Christ the High Priest of the Holy of Holies in you. Wow. Can you imagine Christians that know how to work in the Holy of Holies before the Father's throne in them? It's the mature priestly bride. It's where you're going, bride of Christ. See, to go up, you go down. What's the sacrifice? Pulling down your own mind. Golgotha is called an altar by the Apostle Paul, the altar of Jerusalem, the altar of Skull Hill in English, the altar of Golgotha and Aramaic, where he was crucified, that altar of Jesus. And it's the altar of the mind. Wow. It's an altar. It's a real place. It's a real altar. There's trading going on. You ever do a business deal? You trade it on an altar. There's altars everywhere. Can you submit the altar of your mind, the Golgotha, the place of the skull where Christ was crucified, and submit that altar to the altar of God the Father? Yes, you can. You want to do it. You just need revelation. Revelation activates spiritual realities to begin working in you. Okay, Jesus said, your words will be your judges, and that any word that is not from God will fall to the ground has no power, but the gospel works by its own inherent power, meaning the words that come from the Father work. The words that come from false fathers don't work. They might sound fancy. Oh my gosh, I heard that from a mystic who wrote the most mystical book that walks through portals and teleports. Listen, don't matter. Unless the word comes from God, and it's usually a word that is so... <laughs> humble and childlike that it offends the crap out of our intelligence and the father always does that 
because he is the most humble man. What do you say about Moses? Most humble man. Why? Because he was meeting with God face to face for 40 years. And all the humility of God was burnt into Moses. You think Moses had any humility of his own? He'd be the first one to tell you it was because of the fire on the mountain. The fire that wrote the stone tablets. The fire that melted the golden calf. The fire that ate all the enemies of Israel in the promised land. All the same fire. Fire by night, cloud by day. It's God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, people. Wow. You can see the cloud of the rainbow of Jesus. The cloud by day, our day star. And you can see the fire by night. Deuteronomy 4.24 The Father is fire and the Son is cloud. And you need both those thrones. Two different thrones. Revelation 22 I saw the throne of God and the throne of fire. And I saw the throne of the Lamb the throne of cloud. Revelation 14.14 14, I saw the Son of Man seated wearing a gold crown and sitting on the cloud. Wow, so Jesus is the cloud. He ascended in Acts 1, where? To the throne of his cloud. He went into the cloud. The cloud is his throne. And what's the cloud? The glorification. What's glorification do? Lead you to the Father's throne. Come on, justified, sanctified, glorified, Romans 8-ified. Why? Because in the cloud of the throne of Jesus, through that place of maturity, through the inside of you, you begin to know the man of fire. Ho, 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 ho. Those that go through these processes become the sons of God. And I know people that haven't had any sanctification say, oh, we're all sons. Yes, yes. All technons is the Greek word. But we're not all huyos. What I'm teaching today is huyos. How to go through the cloud. How to ascend in the cloud. How to rise in the cloud. Depend on the cloud. And the cloud is the person called the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting that the Holy Spirit river is mentioned after the throne of the Lamb in Revelation 22? You know why that is? Because the Spirit leads you to the Son. Then the Son leads you to the Father in that order. Spirit of adoption, Abba, Baba, 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 Goo, Goo, Gaga. Wonderful. The Spirit's job is rearing the children. You're being reared. You're being completely disciplined to become a royal race, a royal family, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And the work of the Spirit of God is to discipline all the immaturity of all world systems, all worldly words, all lust, all pride, all frogs, all snakes out of your blood through the fire of the Holy Ghost into the throne of Jesus. Woo! From there in the cloud of glory, it's Jesus Christ himself who's personally discipling each and every one of you. But we have to go through the justification of the Spirit and the sanctification of the Holy Ghost first Pentecostalism the assemblies of God the church of God in Christ and all of that from Azusa Street was called sanctification the last hundred years 
and with the Catherine Kuhlman movement in the Kansas City province, we got into the charismatic movement, and it was a movement, but we kept moving. It's not promised land. Don't settle for complacent satisfaction in past victories in Christianity. Don't applaud yourself. Don't congratulate yourself. Keep moving. The river's moving, never stagnant, and it's taking you to a final destination, and that destination is God the Father. Whew. It's a place of sitting on his green velvet couch, smoking the most expensive cigars and drinking the most expensive cognac with God the Father. Right in his fireplace. Oh, place smelled with the most expensive musk. See, all the things you go through in life will either by your reaction bring you closer to the Father or further from the Father. Need to understand that because it's the same thing for everyone. Just people usually react negatively to the justification and the sanctification so they stay a very far distance from the Father and when they die and go to heaven they're that same distance in heaven. All the works of the Holy Ghost and the angels on earth, your testing ground, is for you to get into a place of understanding discipleship, understanding refiner's fire, launderer's soap, the testing. The earth is the wilderness, guys. I'm not in the wilderness. Well, according to whose standard? <laughs> I'm telling you what, we're still dealing with spiritual warfare. Still dealing with people getting tremendously deceived by demons, even amongst the RLM leaders all the time. Not to shoot anyone down, just be a realist and don't pretend to be more mature than you actually are because you're deceiving people. <laughs> the earth is the wilderness, guys, and heaven is the promised land. And we're still transitioning majorly and very very immature levels from wilderness wilderness is the place where there's still serpent influence god the father told me that hardly anyone has even sacrificed their first bull that's not to discourage you that's to be an accurate assessment of your level of sacrifice in the glorification of the cloud to live in the throne of Jesus to begin knowing the Father as mature sons because if you have an accurate assessment of yourself examine yourself to see if you're in the faith Paul called it then you won't deceive yourself with the fallen angels pride because one of the worst things that leaders do when they get into tremendous feasting on revelation is that knowledge puffs up <laughs> and then we start teaching and preaching all kinds of mystical knowledge but we're not actually in the promised land and it's not producing humility it's not producing the crushing of the blood of the grape and the crushing of the olive into oil that's why we need the intoxication of severities we need the crushing of every blood cell Woo! the crushing of Gethsemane the place where you get wine, the place of total and complete death. And that's a place of the intoxication of the severities. That's a place few people ever want to go. 
since we know wine represents blood, divine blood, the new wine is Jesus' blood. We know that. Scripture says that many times. Do you know that your blood is old wine? And he's trying to produce new wine, but that can only happen through Gethsemane. That can only happen through the total and complete annihilation of your bloodlines and your bloodstreams with a different person's blood that is not your own. My gosh, divine dialysis. Yeah, it is painful. I've experienced the pain of it a hundred times. It's a cup of suffering and a cup of joy. It's a cup of transformation, a, a meta metamorphosis of the melting of the very DNA of the animal into a different creature physically. Until the eyes of your natural man are flashing with fire. You can begin to see people's eyes as they transform by the crushing of the blood of the grape. You can look into the eyes, the windows of the soul, and see every last creature living in the rooms of the interior castle getting slaughtered, burnt, killed, eaten, and devoured by the God of angel armies. Jesus said, count the cost before you go to war, meaning armies are about to be released upon you. And that's part of your ingraftation. Those branches were cut off, but you have been engrafted in. That is a very, very intense process if you understand gardening. Meaning you are connected to a completely different tree. And your source of water and light are not, no longer you, but whatever you've been engrafted into. Talk about change. And for an independent people, especially independent Americans that are just so quick to just leave their house, to get whatever they want at the store, get have their own fast food, their own Walmart society, that you can pretty much get anything you want as quickly as you can drive your car. This is the most horrifying reality of anything you've ever experienced, being engrafted, being totally dependent on another person that's not yourself. It's called becoming a disciple. Peter, when you were young, you went and did whatever you wanted to do. When, when you're older, one stronger than you will bind you and take you places you do not want to go. Have you begun to be taken places by the river have you begun to be carried like a burning animal a living sacrifice are you beginning to relate the Gadarenes level of possession legion level possession myriad myriads 15,000 legion 6,000 myriad level possession. You ever seen a person possessed by a myriad? They're giants. That's a whole kingdom on top of a city when a person is that possessed by God the Father and his angels. Wow. They could take, think about it. If you're the body of Christ and Luke 17, 21 says that the entire kingdom of heaven is within you. How much of the kingdom realm of Zion of innumerable angels is able to fit inside a person the exact amount they've been burnt on the altar? 
Your spiritual size is how much angel power can fit in you. You are a city that releases armies. You come together at that level of maturity, these will be giants that will interlock over the earth, hand in hand, standing on the planet, while their head and heart is in the heaven and the heaven of heavens, possessing the universe and beyond by your divine abilities. But it begins with justification. It begins with the dove sacrifice. Initial salvation is the dove. Jesus went through it. He received the Spirit in the form of the dove. Wow. Later on, he's going up to the high place and offering the whole bull offering. Wow. The passion of the Christ. The stations of the cross. They call it in Catholicism. Everything that's in the world given and sacrificed on an altar to God the Father. Wow. I pray that, Father, some hand-selected people would be empowered today by your energy and your grace to ascend from Gethsemane to Calvary. <laughs> and the cross would not be a weight of pain but a weight of glory that all the stations of the cross all the death of the Messiah all the death and sacrifice of their entire soul of their entire world would be visionated into their hearts and minds tonight and they could see how they could bring the thousand bull offering of complete and total sacrifice of everything in their world to God and I pray, Father, you would help them and guide them along the way every day in this path of carrying the cross and dying on the cross and being buried in the tomb and rising in the tomb in this circle of life of continuous sacrifice, the Christian life. And that more and more glory would come through it as Jesus and all of his ways as a man are formed in these men and women tonight. Learning the ways of the high priest, becoming Christ's brothers and sisters through the same way or circle of the Lord. It's a circle of fertilizer. It's a circle of new life. It's a circle of burying and dying. And it's a circle of resurrection and power. And every day, in every season, you'll go through these circles. It's garden works, and you're actually plowing the land, planting the land, watering the land, growing the land, and glorifying the land and all of its blood. In each circle of Jesus Christ's way in life, perfect gardeners are coming forth. First thing that he introduces himself to Mary Magdalene, the 13th apostle, was gardener Mary Rabboni. Rabboni Gardening Inc. Amen. Wow. <laughs> Best gardening of all time. The gardening of blood. The gardening of bones. 
the gardening of bloodstreams and hearts, the gardening of thoughts and intentions, the gardening of life is what we're all learning every day through these cycles, which are seasons and months. And each month, the tree of your soul can bear forth the increase as you learn to become better and better gardeners in Calvary, Gethsemane, Golgotha, the tomb outside the gates, taking all of the filth of the people that you ministered to and then burying it and then bringing new life into them as each and every one of you are learning to become perfect high priests wearing the 12 gemstone ephod of sonship, the royal sons of God, the giants of fire over cities and nations, I pray this would be imparted and grow up into each and every one of you for the healing of the nations. What are they? Leaves. Of who? Covering trees of life that become perfect gardeners in the cycles of Jesus. Amen. If God is speaking to you about sowing, don't sow into the soil that doesn't bear fruit. Sow into the soil of the cycles of Jesus. Sow into the passion of Christ. Sow into the way of the Lord. Sow into this gardening today. Let it be like fertilizer and what God the Father wants to grow in all your lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bless you guys. We will see you Tuesday. <laughs>